0: Howdy, folks, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of the Problematic Fave Podcast. My name is Dino Ray Ramos, your host. And thank you for tuning in to this new wonderful season. Um, The first episode we have for you in our sophomore season is actress JoJo T. Gibbs. You may know her from the show 20s. Um, I also saw her, she had a, she had a little role in, uh, the, that movie Past Lives. And also she stars in Corabora, which premiered at South by Southwest this past March. And that's where we recorded this live episode this past March at South by Southwest. And so we thought it would be a good way to launch our new season, um, So we had this in front of a live audience of millions, millions and millions and millions of people. And we talked about her. Okay, no, not really. There weren't millions of people there. But we did talk about her popular problematic fave. It's a popular one, y'all. It is Bring It On. Yes, you heard that right, folks. It is Bring It On. And we had a lot to say upon re-watching this. There's a lot of stuff in there that is very problematic. So, without further ado, here is Episode 1 of Season 2 with JoJo T. Gibbs, Problematic Fave Podcast. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the episode. We're the best. We have fun, we work hard, and we win national championships. We have a problem. About what? You ripped off those cheers. We've got the best squad around for years,
1: but no one's been able to see what we can do.
0: We're in trouble.
1: But you better believe all that's gonna change this year.
0: Can we just beat these buffies down so I can go home? We might have to have a rumble. You wanna make it right? Then when you go to nationals, bring it. That way, when we beat you, we'll know it's because we're better. I'll bring it. Don't worry. Thank you so much for coming. and you know, I know that there's a lot of stuff going on, and I wasn't and I am so happy this room is filled to the brim with people. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, thank you all for coming to this live recording of the Problematic Fave podcast. This will actually be the first episode of season two, so hey. yeah. Um, 2.1. Yeah, 2.0. Um, thank you all for coming out to South by Southwest, this recording of Problematic Fave. I want to welcome our guest to this episode of Problematic Fave, the wonderful, thank you. the incredible, the gorge... <laughs> The sleigh worth <laughs> Oh please please continue. Oh um, uh Jojo T Gibbs. Thank, Thank you, you, Jojo. Thank, Thank you for hundreds s- of people. Hundreds of people in this we're we have the biggest room at the convention center. You can't hear them because the audio is a little weird, but we they're it's filled. Thousands of people here, right, Jojo. Thank you
1: for having me, Dina.
0: <laughs> of course, Jojo. Um but of course you are here with um Cora Bora. Mm-hmm which we will talk about in a little bit, but you've also been, you also star in the, the, the series 20s. You were in something from Tiffany's. You were actually, I saw you. I was like, wait, is that JoJo? It was kind of like a blink if you'll miss it in past lives. <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> I know. I was so happy I made it even for that little blink. <laughs> but
0: past lives... I mean, I could go, on. I don't know if you've seen
1: oh, I read the whole script and it it made me cry, and I've never read a script before an audition that made me feel so viscerally as past lives, so I know yes, I know the movie is incredible
0: um but also and then you know you've just it's you know you've been working, I think before we get into the whole the whole episode about uh what the movie you picked and what we're gonna discuss. I want to just like kind of start off like what made you even want to get into acting or be a storyteller like what made you want to get into this business?
1: um you know i've wanted to act since i was a little kid like mm-hmm. i was a disney kid through mm. and through a nickelodeon kid i wanted to go to the nickel one day i'm gonna make it to the nickelodeon <laughs> awards i want to be slimed i'm gonna just put that on the record
0: yeah um, well not for fresh because that's not really nickelodeon no no, no 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 no
1: we'll get there we'll get there uh animation is on no. the horizon mm, so. definitely <laughs> yeah
0: um
1: but i you know My great, I live with my great-grandparents, and they had a TV in every room, cable on every TV. Mm. So it was kind of inevitable that I would be into the TV. And I was raised by myself until my brother came a couple years later. Mm. And so I was kind of like an only kid. We were in the country, not too many kids around. So I would just go into my imagination. And so it was either me and the TV or... Me and me <laughs> in my imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love to read books as well when I was a kid. Mm. So um, it's so funny. I was thinking the other day Boxcar Kids was one of my favorite
0: books. That's it was like a whole series. It was a whole him?
1: series, and I was like, You wanted to be homeless so bad. Like you know, I live that way, and
0: I'm like, God. But it wasn't a th- those those books were like an adventure. Though. They were. Yeah. It was
1: homelessness was an adventure. Yeah. It was like I was like, "Ooh, I gotta find a place to sleep tonight. Yeah. I gotta find some food." Of course, it was just going to the refrigerator <laughs> or pushing the couch out and putting a you know tarp over it or something. But yeah,
0: you know. <laughs> no. But I, I think what I loved about kind of the boxcar kids and stuff like Goonies mm-hmm. and, and, and even the Explorers is like these kids come and kind of we just on their own, having mm-hmm. their own, with no adults. That's yes. kind of like what I loved about storytelling. I,
1: I miss it's, those type of movies. I don't. Yeah think i can think of one that's i mean the, so only, well.
0: the only thing right now is like stranger things but that's not oh, a yes, film of course. it's a tv, it's series. A TV yeah. series yeah um so you know you've from when you started i mean obviously you know things have changed a lot mm-hmm. i mean from how have you seen you know you, uh, the landscape of hollywood change and like for the better for worse or like how have you kind of navigated through this space especially where we're in this time in hollywood where it's very inclusivity it's very a lot of those talks to the point of ad nauseum (laughs) which we won't get into but how have you navigated like how did you go into your career thinking it was going to be one thing and now it's like morphing into something else
1: um yeah no I, i i think that you know when i pictured becoming an actress it was way different and then social media came along and um changed the game yeah. you know uh i i thought you know the first time i would let fans in would be cribs you know like, <laughs> i didn't know i was gonna have to post every day Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um
0: <laughs> now everyone has their own cribs <laughs> yeah, you
1: know so it's like that's that's one of the things but honestly i'm pretty fresh to the industry mm. i'm pretty new and the the biggest thing that's been the change is we have to do taped auditions now instead of going into the room, which before that change, I had only maybe did 10 going into the Mm -hmm. room auditions, but I definitely felt the difference in, you know, having to do a taped audition versus being able to walk into the room and speak to the casting director Mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, sell yourself as a whole rather than just what's on the screen.
0: Well, let me kind of rephrase that then. It's like you entered this industry at a very interesting time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, how, how should I, like, were you guarded? Were you, like, was c- code switching in your head? Was, like, when we're in this industry that is so filled with authenticity, like, mm-hmm. everyone wants authenticity. But let's be honest, Hollywood wants the authenticity they want to see. Yeah. Not what you have to offer. Like, it is, let's be honest, this game. Mm-hmm how kind of have you managed to kind of keep yourself centered yeah how did you you manage to kind of keep true to yourself especially like i think maybe if you entered like 20 years ago it would have been totally different now social, like you said social media is here inclusivity you know all this these moving parts in this changing industry from like streaming to box office everything is changing like, how have you just kept yourself sane?
1: <laughs> no, I'm I'm glad you brought that up yeah. because I actually didn't see a breakthrough in my career or, like, getting into the industry until I became authentically me. Like, mm. I came out to my mom in my mid-20s. And, <clears throat> like, I was in L.A. for a few years doing comedy, talking about being queer on stage and talking about my life. But it, f- it felt like a secret that I could only have mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't post about it, you know. But that's how I ended up coming out to my family. Was uh, posting a joke about me coming out to my mom twice because <laughs> it took the, two times. The first, yeah,
0: no, especially oh, yeah. with families of color. Oh yeah, some she, people. She,
1: she yeah. punked yeah. me the first time. She was like, "What you say?" I was like, "You right, you yeah. right." You're like, I'm, a, I'm a chill.
0: Let me think <laughs> about it.
1: Yeah, I was like, let me let me go mull on that for a minute. And uh, yeah, we didn't talk about it anymore.
0: <laughs> and then yeah, and, and then, then
1: wh- years later, I was like okay I gotta bring that up and honestly that first situation helped because she tried to punk me again and I mm. was like no I tried to talk to you about this when I was 18 and she was like oh,
0: yeah yeah," like, cause
1: she had like blacked it out low yeah. key, and I kinda had too but no the moment I became authentically me in every way you know regards to what I um how I presented myself mm. that's literally when I got the audition for 20s
0: uh.
1: maybe like I don't know, less than six months later.
0: So it was like 20s, it's very, like, I don't want to say it's just like your life, but it's kind of like, was that like this, because of course, like 10, 20, th- that show would not exist. Very yeah. similar. Yeah, and then like, was that kind of like easy for you to kind of like get into this industry because you were like, oh, I relate to this character and all that good stuff. Like, was it cathartic? You know,
1: okay, so this is my story of how I got audition okay. the audition in 20s. I didn't have an agent. I didn't have a manager. 20s was my first audition ever. Mm -hmm. I decided I was doing stand-up comedy and improv, and I decided I want to be an actor. I guess I'm going to have to make the opportunity myself. Mm -hmm. So my best friend and I co-wrote these scripts, and we were going to do a web series. Mm -hmm. We started shooting it. I was working at the Cheesecake Factory. Work
0: Cheesecake Factory.
1: Teaching (laughs) third and fourth grade science, (gasps) then straight to the Cheesecake Factory. And then on the weekends, we were shooting this web series. And then I told my best friend, Mm -hmm. who was co-producing it with me, she had a much better salary than me. <laughs> but I was like, girl, I can't match this energy because I'm I'm exhausted. So we switched gears and took the rest of the money we had saved up and started crowdfunding. And basically, that's how um, I uh, met Lena. Basically, mm-hmm. one of my friends knew her assistant. We got we made these content boxes with merch. And
0: oh, nice. We
1: filmed a, a sizzle based off of the, the stuff we had already filmed and a trailer and a Y video. And, Just I took a few days off and went from office to office. My best friend, she knew where the real, you know, so um, and I just dropped these off. And, you know, Lena uh, caught wind of it and she was like, it was divine timing. Yeah, yeah. it was literally if we had done this two months prior or two months after, I would have missed out. Mm. And um, Lena was like, hey, um, I I just so happen to be having this show right now. You want to audition? I was like absolutely like of course and then yeah when I read the script I was like this is my this is my character this is me this is my moment and I knew it was like this is the moment because you don't have an agent you don't have a manager how the
0: can I curse yeah yeah, go ahead curse
1: how the fuck are you even (laughs) here you know like when I was sitting in the casting office I was just like not even scared because it felt so certain I was like this is it you know
0: yeah I mean it's like I, it was just so exciting to kind of see where your career is going. Because I, 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 I really love the roles you're choosing. You know, we talked about Fresh. We talked about Past Lives. And now this very interesting, like Corabora, which mm-hmm. is playing here at South by Southwest. Um, Corabora. I, I, I watched it. Jojo, you haven't watched I have it not.
1: <laughs> Dino got one up on me.
0: But I think, and you know. I think there, there is this... But let first off, can you just talk about what it's about in your character uh, in Cora Bora?
1: Um, Cora is... I play Cora's ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they're in a situation-ship.
0: <laughs> situationship. <laughs> they're in a, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in a situation-ship. And Cora just moved away, and she's pursuing her music. And mm-hmm. she's also dealing with some tragedy and things of that nature and just trying to find herself. And basically, she comes back um, home... And uh, Cora is just dealing with life and time. I don't want to give too much away, but
0: yeah, because you can't, yeah, there's a lot in this movie that kind of it's like spoilers, right? Yeah, a little bit, yeah.
1: you know, but tragedy, yeah, love that's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: I think, but I think, yeah, but no, it's so true, tragedy and love, and also it was just like. What I've noticed in like the movie, uh, like Megan's character and even your character, this is like accepting change. Mm-hmm. And I think we're in this time right now where a lot of people, it's hard for them to accept the change that's happening. Not only like in this insular world of Hollywood, but in everything, mm-hmm. you know and just even growing up right yeah Yeah, because your character even kind of grows up you know not as much as megan Stottler's character (laughs) (laughs) megan stotler is kind of a mess but i think every like not 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 the actor the character Cora, Cora, the titular character cora um because everyone's been in that position before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone's been in Everyone's like, oh, when are you going to be an adult? That mm-hmm. kind of stuff. and Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, No, it, I think, especially I think it'll speak to artists, you know, who are pursuing a goal mm-hmm. with no blueprint. Yeah. It can be a little tumultuous. So I think that Cora is dealing with that, dealing with, you know, personal stuff. And then it's just scary pursuing a career that's dependent upon the opinions of the public.
0: Yeah, like acting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same thing. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for people to see this and you're right. I didn't realize when we were talking about that there are little things in that movie that give everything away that mm-hmm. if you say it, then it kind of ruins the whole point of it, yeah, I feel. Yeah. Um, but you will cry. <laughs> I cried, actually. Yeah, I, I uh, cried. Yeah.
1: Well, I haven't seen
0: it. But, but. yeah. <laughs> I
1: figure I will.
0: will. (laughs) Um, But so like, now let's uh, let's get into the movie you chose for your problematic fave. This is very interesting because when you chose it, I was all, oh, interesting. But I see it. So (laughs) you chose Bring It On. Mm -hmm. So... (laughs) As your problematic face. So let me just like read. This is in the podcast. We just kind of read the summary and mm-hmm. like. Yeah. So released by Universal on August twenty fifth, two thousand. Wow. Twenty three, almost twenty three years ago, y'all. uh, The IMDb summary is very funny. A champion high school cheerleading squad discovers its previous captain stole all their best routines from an inner city school and must scramble to compete at this year's championship. Keyword is inner city. I'm
1: problematic. <laughs> that's where the, mm, yeah.
0: the inner city uh, director is Peyton Reed, who you may know. He's done all the Ant Man movies. Uh, oh wow! Uh, writer Jessica Bendinger. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, starring Kirsten Dunst, Eliza Dushku, Jesse Bradford, the Queen Gabrielle Union, mm-hmm. and a group named Black. Shamari <laughs> <laughs> Fears, Brandy Williams, and the late great Natina Reed, who unfortunately died. So. What is your connection to this movie?
1: You know what's so crazy? I now have a direct connection okay, to okay, the okay. movie. Okay, okay, okay. I just finished filming with Kirsten Dunn <gasps> on a project. Mm. I don't, okay, I don't know if that was like a decoy name. I don't want to say that. Yeah, right. just like you are in a project. Yes. Okay, we don't want to yes. get you in trouble. <laughs> Alex uh, Garland is the director. Okay. Um, he's incredible. And um, Wagner... Damn, I can't remember Wagner's last name, but he played El Chapo in Narcos, and it was phenomenal. Mm. And he's phenomenal in this movie. Um And basically, yeah, this is a—it's a very much so. It's okay. Maybe I can give a small okay, synopsis. Okay. If if not, I don't if know. If not, if, I don't know not, they, they were real. They were, well, you know, well, if yeah, not, we'll <laughs>
0: edit. We could edit, um, and don't worry. Well,
1: <laughs> I worked with Kirsten Dust, yes. and it was so amazing. I actually. I mean, we were sitting side by side okay. like me and you. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is crazy." You ever had like a, <laughs> it's like a, it's a like, moment? Like, 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 like an out
0: of body experience. You're like, yeah. oh, you are from the Rancho Carne Toros. Yes. <laughs> and
1: I was like, hey, bitch, don't act up right now. <laughs> just, just chill, you know, because mm-hmm. those are the people you want to be around. Yeah. Huh? yeah. <laughs> you
0: know? And she actually, if I'm not mistaken, she lives here in Austin oh, with wow. Jesse Clemens. I mean, yeah. I think. He
1: was there too. And I'm a big yeah. fan of yeah, his yeah, as well. Yeah. So Definitely. he walked into the makeup trailer and I was like, what you doing here? I, I didn't even know they were married honestly i didn't know they were married but they had the cutest little boy um mm. and yes she was incredible she was so just mm. did uh, you talk warm. to her
0: yeah did you talk to her about bring it on?
1: no 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 i didn't want to i because she's had so much stuff since bring it on you yeah. know i'm i'm sure she hears bring it on <laughs> All the time. But if, I feel like, sh-
0: like I think they recently did. I think it was like Gabrielle and Eliza and Jesse. They all did kind of. You know how Entertainment Weekly does like a reunion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They all did a thing. Yeah. But, so I'm pretty sure. But no. Anyway, sorry. Go on.
1: Like, I, yeah, I chose Bring It On because of that, the correlation. But also, I didn't know how deep you wanted me to go with the. <laughs> no, but.
0: Re- I, I admit, right. I told you right before this, I was, like, watching it in my yeah. hotel room just to kind of, like, kind of get pumped for mm-hmm. this get pre-game. And I was all, it was a very different time 23 years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You
1: brought up a great point. Mm-hmm. Um, you were like, yeah, it's basically about colonial colonialism. <laughs> Am I saying that?
0: Col- colonialism.
1: Y'all have been coming up here for years trying to steal our routines. What are you talking about? Burr, it's cold in here. I said there must be some Toros in the atmosphere. I know you didn't think a white girl made that shit up. It's like, every time we get some, here y'all come trying to steal it, putting some blonde hair on it, and calling it something different. And I was like, damn. It is low-key. It is. Um,
0: Low and high-key.
1: Low and high-key, yeah. High-key. High-key, low-key.
0: No, I think it's just because... I think Bring It On is a very interesting movie. Mm -hmm. Um, It's fun, you know, but like... If you watch it now with a 2023 lens, it's kind of like, oh, whoa, this movie needs to calm down. (laughs) I was like, and also, even back then, I knew I was still closeted. Mm. So, seeing the queer representation and like these certain lines now, like when they're on the field before the big game, Mm -hmm. and then the two, the quarterbacks are like arguing or like, you know, sharing jabs, and one of them is like, oh, you don't have dicks anyway. And it's like the whole movie kind of defines man like what a man is mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. and that was like a uh you know and they you know they use the word fag a lot what is your sexuality with well, jam straight well i'm controversial <laughs> are you trying to tell me you speak fag oh fluently and courtney and whitney psychedelic?
1: no are you kidding i don't think so Ooh. yeah
0: 23 years ago it was a different
1: time yeah but we were
0: but we were just like i remember when we watched we were like ha 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 it's weird right yeah absolutely um yeah it
1: was a different time and you know people let different stuff slide um
0: do you remember the first time you watched it like do you remember or what Mm -hmm. what's your first memory of bring it on
1: you know i probably was late to bring it Mm -hmm. on i used to watch a lot of like TNT TNT or like USA they would play the same thing yeah yeah. and it was a period where I definitely saw bring it on like every day yeah you know so um I don't remember the first time I saw it but I loved it I thought it was entertaining funny Mm -hmm. um and it was it was yeah I mean it was an easy watch but it was yeah it it had (laughs) his it had his moments and things you know going on but it was it was It wasn't like they were hiding it, you know? It was very like, yes, the writer knows this is problematic. Mm -hmm. We're presenting this as a problematic thing and calling it out.
0: Yes. And then as I was watching it, I was like, oh, there is a scene when Kirsten Dunst goes to Gabrielle and says, I got my dad's company to sponsor you. Mm -hmm. And I remember watching that in the theater or whenever the first time. And I was like, oh, that's nice of her. Mm -hmm. But then gabrielle like tears the check up i don't want your charity mm-hmm. and at, at the time i remember watching it and i was all oh why doesn't gabrielle take it yeah. you know I, you know i was like well, i don't know how old i was it's like oh she's trying to help and then like the old like now i look at it and i was all i exactly know why yeah. she did not take it. it's kind of wild how this movie is right now yeah, yeah? yeah
1: no I, I mean it i i think that speaks to pointing out how you can think you're doing something from a good nature. Mm-hmm. I actually went through a situation like that in college. Um, I went to UNC Chapel Hill and I was pledging this business fraternity mm-hmm. and we got to the end and we were owing dues. Right. And I had scrapped and scraped all semester to get these dues up. Um, Cause I really didn't need help to get the dues. But my friend Rhonda, uh, we were the only two black people pledging and she, um, her parents gave her the money. Like mm-hmm. she was on a different, like, Her dad gave her an allowance every two Mm. weeks. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were straight. But she told the president (laughs) that she couldn't afford the dues because um, her family couldn't afford it. But she had spent the money at the mall. So I was mad as hell at (laughs) Rhonda. At, like, because like, I'm like I'm scraping yeah, to come yeah. up with this money and you just spent it and told them that you couldn't afford it so basically we had our last meeting mm-hmm. of the semester and the president called her and I out to the hallway and um, I could see the sincerity in his eyes and he was genuine but he was like so um, we decided as a group that I mean as a chapter that we're gonna pay for you and Rhonda's dues and I was like what why because first of all i never told y'all yeah i needed help Rhonda, yeah. Rhonda said she needed help and what's the correlation we come from two different households we did two different fasts. they
0: lumped y'all in yes together.
1: they said we're gonna save the blacks <laughs> go get them go get go, the other go one get go get the other one we're gonna tell her too i was like go get the other, I, other one i was so i could see his name was rick rick was so sweet i could see the sincerity in his eyes he really thought he was doing a good thing mm. but like I was like, I was mad at Rhonda, too, because I'm like, your family ain't even the Huxtables. Your mama is a stay-at-home mom. You yeah, don't yeah. even see black families like yours on TV. Mm. You get an allowance every two weeks, bitch. <laughs> why you got these white folks thinking you poor? And now I'm also, I don't know, like, work like, my ass it's off. It's the
0: whole thing of why am I in it?
1: Why, listen, <laughs> I was like, I have worked my ass off yeah. all semester to get this money up, and mm. I still get called a broke bitch. Like, yeah. How? 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 How did because, I in this hallway with you?
0: Because because Rick, we know why. <laughs> trying
1: to offer me money right now. I was so pissed. I was like,
0: no, it, it's so weird, right? It like was good yeah.
1: intentions, just a bad execution. Because what they should have done was see on the entire line who mm. needed help. Because I'm like, yeah,
0: it, I'm sure there are other fact. people. Yeah, yeah.
1: There's a white student in there who could also use some financial assistance. But you just called my black <laughs> ass out here on some. We're keep no, but it is
0: it is like almost patronizing, right? It's like, yeah. not and patronizing in a bad way that, and I think people of color, women, queer people of color, queer women, of, non-binary, all, anyone ever othered, there is that fine line of like a one to accept help. Mm-hmm. But also we're not, I think a lot, especially immigrant families, I would say, we are not, we are not taught to ask, for help mm-hmm. we do it on our own or yeah. we don't do it at all
1: right right
0: which is like something i'm unlearning you know yeah. I mean, i'm going through a midlife crisis about, right now <laughs> you
1: know? it takes humbling yeah. to get to that point a lot of the times that was my first two years in la like i had to break down and ask for rent money yeah time,
0: So it's like even like as as we even get older it just it gets harder and harder even yeah. making friends you know communicating yeah. like you need money with your parents it's a whole ordeal but um so with, with with Bring It On,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, was there anything in it that kind of, I mean, there is that one scene. There's one scene where they're doing the cheers at the game. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> then G- Gabrielle yeah. and the Clovers come. Mm-hmm. And then they mimic th- this, this you know, yeah, routine. The We're the best, so score them points, you win the game. We'll rock this joint, go.
1: Like shit, but we're the ones
0: who are down with it. That's the best scene and it's like, oh, this is so interesting. I, I'm like now I'm glad you picked this movie because I'm like fascinated <laughs> with this movie now just because of the space I'm in in my career yeah, and where we're in. Deeper, yeah. You're just like, Wow, it's like it's let's just be honest. I think what with the Gabrielle we see on the screen is the kind of I don't know if you saw her NAACP image <laughs> award yeah, speech. I saw
1: it. <laughs> yeah no gabrielle is intense and it's just she believes in something
0: and she means it Mm -hmm. too so and then you feel that she's like i'm trying to be strong for my team Mm -hmm. um was there anything in the movie you know like the the the, that cheerleading scene that kind of like i don't want that that whole you know saying when did you see yourself on screen or you know all this stuff like was there something in the movie that you kind of connected to in this way that kind of perked your ears up? Like, for me, it was that moment. Mm-hmm. Or if it's the same moment, like, what was, was there something in it that was just like, oh, oh this is. At the time, like you know this was changing something. Yeah. 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 Was there something in, in the movie?
1: You know what's so crazy? I may have related I've never really wanted to be a cheerleader yeah. or anything like that. No, neither that. have I. <laughs> but I always wished I could do a flip. Yeah. Know? So low-key, I, I related to the um was she the stepsister or oh, she no. was the guy
0: Eliza Alyssa, Alyssa Eliza Dushku, the, the kind of punk rock girl yeah, who came in. Missy, you know, Missy. I,
1: I liked her. Missy is it? Okay, before we start. I'm afraid we're going to need to make sure you can do a standing back tuck.
0: Standard procedure. You understand.
1: Standing back, handspring back tuck, okay? I mean, the clovers were amazing. I just, I I don't have enough rhythm to do (laughs) (laughs) organized. I cannot do, um, yeah, yeah. You can't?
0: Okay, I'm sorry. No,
1: my cousins would try to make me do it, and I would mess it up every time. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I was like, I want to do flips and mm. things of that nature, and I love that she was tomboyish and rough mm. around the edges because it was like the duality of like, I'm going to be me, but still be in this space because that's the only way I can exercise my love for gymnastics.
0: Can she yell? We'll try and I'll do. Awesome. Oh, wow. Like totally freak me out. I mean right on. I transferred from Los Angeles. Your school has no gymnastics
1: team. This is a last resort.
0: That's so dope, yeah. So,
1: I, I mean, I wasn't into... I wished I could do gymnastics. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> the, the I had the biggest crush on this girl in high school. Okay. And the, the high school... She was a cheerleader, right? Okay. And they came over to do a pep rally for us at the middle school. Mm. And when she came through the... She came through flipping across the basketball court. <laughs> I had never seen a black girl do a flip oh. in my life. At that time, okay, Dominique Dawes was it. We didn't have oh, Gabby Douglas. Oh, was we it that have, Oh, wow. We didn't have, so when she came, I fell in love. I said, oh, who is this? <laughs> black girl doing a flip, backflip through the damn. And I just, I low-key felt like, I don't know if this is okay, but I prayed in that moment and mm-hmm. asked God that she would still be there next year. <laughs> when I got to high school, I said, please let her be there.
0: Was she? No. She was. Oh, she was. Okay, dope. I, Did you ever day, meet I her? with
1: my backpack looking around, just waiting for her all day. And she had one more year left. I said, look at God.
0: Did you? Do you I wonder where she is now.
1: I follow her on Facebook.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we have to. <laughs> We we need to we need to keep up to date with our crushes mm-hmm. to know that maybe it's better we didn't turn up over there. No.
1: Yeah 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 yeah. She got three kids and <laughs> husband now. You know she's. You know she, what? She never. I, I mean, I was so scary. It was literally like a '90s movie. I would just. I knew her whole schedule. Like,
0: no, listen. But that's how you. this was before social media. It's listen, like you know.
1: It was before social media. It was before the wave of acceptance in terms of being queer, and it's like I could feel it inside of me, but I would. You know what I would tell myself? I read an article in a newspaper one day and it said it was this lady wrote in and she said that she thought she was gay but wasn't sure because she thought about her boss all the time. But mm-hmm. she was like, but then I realized I'm not gay. I just have a girl crush. And I said, bitch, that's you too. Mm. You, you just have a girl crush.
0: Yeah. Uh, but okay. But in
1: reality, I, don't, I didn't want to be like her. I wanted to be her because she was yeah. She was a cheerleader. All the things I did not want to be, but I told myself to make it okay to obsess yeah. about her. that I wanted to be like her rather than be
0: with her. No, I think, especially with queer people, I think I've had those, especially in high school. Mm -hmm. And also, I was a feminine, chubby Asian kid (laughs) in Texas, mind (laughs) you. Oh my goodness. You know, having crushes on, like, the jock or Mm -hmm. whatever. It's like... Especially, you, you don't know if it's right. Yeah, yeah. Getting raised in Catholic household, you know. Oh my goodness! Military father. You know, listen, oh, I you have all layers. the. <laughs> yeah, you got layers. <laughs> you gotta write
1: a book. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's, it's coming. It's coming. No, it's just interesting because it's like all we're, we're, we were like taught like this is bad, you mm-hmm. know. And but now it's like we're getting used to. It. It's okay to have a crush. It's okay to kind of say that guy that girl that person is hot or you know and not feel some type of way or guilt actually i'm still learning about it. even like hooking up you know mm-hmm. there's guilt with that you know mm-hmm. catholic guilt but one mm-hmm. of the things which was very interesting i was all if bring it on was made today like a new not minus the franchise all those straight yeah. to video yeah, yeah, i'm yeah. like i feel like missy and um kirsten dunce's character because that was a queer coded relationship i yeah. feel i feel like there was something very queer about that
1: you think so yeah just the, you know uh, undertones yeah undertones okay, of like okay.
0: because i feel like also i think the, the cheerleading space is a very queer space mm-hmm. and i felt like in 2000 they pushed it as much as they could yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um and if it were made now oh yeah it, they be...
1: would dip the whole footage <laughs> <laughs> there we
0: gay, 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 yes, gay, 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 yes. gay, gay, gay. Well, gay, then gay. they
1: have cheer on Netflix. So,
0: cheer- yeah, and then you know, it's just so crazy and how like, I'm yeah. Again, I'm glad you picked this because now I'm probably gonna write some all this big think piece
1: about. They <laughs> <About> bring, <laughs> it, bring on. it on. Uh,
0: it's and then like we were talking about how it is exploring this colonialism and it's so funny though because during that time I was in the Filipino Student Association at um, Texas A&M University. And every year we would have something called the Good Phil Games, where all the Filipino Student Mm. Associations would get together across the universities in Texas. Okay. And we would compete in sports, but there would be a dance competition. uh, Like a field day. Yeah, field day. For
1: Filipinos. For Filipinos (laughs) in college. Okay.
0: And also opening night was the night. Like each school had to do like a – modern routine a oh. spirit routine and a traditional filipino routine oh wow but the the it was the modern hip hop routine that everyone was like we need to do it yeah yeah one year i found out i want to throw my friends under the bus they stole a the routine <laughs> No, they did not. From a California <laughs> crew. Oh my god! And I was, uh, and then I was, I remember when we but were that's in. It's not
1: a competition. Yeah, it's that not. Anybody can get but, it okay, but it reminded me. But it reminded you of bringing on. Yes, yes. But it also. That was harmless
0: stealing. It was know? harmless stealing. And it was also from another Filipino dance crew. Okay. So. Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> Okay, not or much Asian. It was transracial, so it was. It was the, like it was just like oh, we're just stealing from ourselves. Yes, yes, it's yes. It's like stealing from your brother. Yes, yes. But it
0: was just so interesting because it
1: hurts more when it's from your brother, though. Low key, like let's. <laughs>
0: So like I remember going in a rehearsal and I also oh, these guys are good with this choreography. And then they're like, then this one guy was like, you do realize they stole this? And I was like, what? And before YouTube, this was before YouTube. So someone busted out a VHS tape and brought it to my place.
1: <laughs> Shut up! Oh my god! But wow.
0: that's why that's how I related to Bring It On. But also, but that's yeah. how
1: serious they took the competition. They were like, listen, yeah. we gotta come. yeah Yeah. with the with the fire
0: yeah uh, that is hilarious i mean like there are just so many things about this movie that because it's told from basically a white savior perspective even if the clovers win at the end they won Mm -hmm. the frame is still on the toros because they're like they let the black and brown people win that Mm -hmm. kind of that's what i get and i don't think it's their fault any fault of their own Mm -hmm. but it's just it was just interesting narrative at the time i feel like it wanted to be something else yeah Yeah.
1: sometimes i think it's tough for writers you know um because you want to present perspectives from all around Mm -hmm. you know because if you had a okay say what were the other one, the toros the toros yeah. yeah say kirsten wasn't the you know endearing you know i i actually do feel bad type what if everybody on that team was like we well, don't give a fuck yeah. you know like then what then it's like that's not a true representation typically it's somebody go you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> someone's gonna have a heart yeah. yeah
1: some or or a conscious or mm-hmm. you know some level of uh but i mean there are cases where that's not the case mm-hmm. you know but i would think i mean that movie wasn't so far back that that wouldn't be the case so um and then of course it's the duality of showing the the uh clovers stand up for themselves. So it's not like they're like, can y'all please stop using our they're like, we know what the fuck y'all doing, like mm. stop it now, you know, but you know, it's that duality of like w- there's clearly showing we don't need anybody to save us, but it's also like, but then it's that character that's like, but I feel bad and I do want to make it right, you mm. know. So is that white savior or is that just a human being that's like
0: that That's that's the thing, right? That's yeah. Where is that white savior line drawn? Mm-hmm. It's like, we know that Kirsten's character is coming from a place, but I think when I was looking at the Clover, it was more about them, like all, thank you, but no thank you. Mm-hmm. They just were doing it in this aggressive way because otherwise they wouldn't listen. Yeah. And I yeah, think, yeah. and that's where, specifically, w- when black women do that, mm-hmm. it becomes a problem. Yeah. And... That's why I appreciated this film, and I'm all, "Uh, this would have been a totally different movie if one, it was told from the Clovers' perspective, mm-hmm. if a black person directed this, if a black person wrote this, yeah. if a queer black person wrote this, yeah, yeah. it would, it would just be this. And then I feel like we see it. I did see the Solange one, the <laughs> Bring It On All or Nothing. I think
1: I tried.
0: It's the third you. one. Shout
1: out to Solange, but not <laughs> it, was that movie. Yeah, it was early in her career.
0: It was early yeah. in her career. She was yeah, just trying. Yeah, yeah, we were yeah. all trying. You know, House of Darion happened too. She Listen. was doing more to me at the time. <laughs>
1: Shit. I can't hate. Her. No, but
0: it was like fun. I think they I think they try to switch it. Like mm-hmm. it was the white girl going into the inner city school. Yeah. And that still managed to be a little bit problematic. Mm-hmm. The fact that it is inner city is like I think the whole thing because that was a thing back in Hollywood where anything black or brown or Latino or whatever was urban. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, And also, there is—I don't know if like the—it felt like they were trying to frame Gabrielle as the villain, but Um, not right. Also,
1: Gabrielle is a strong personality, you know, and Mm -hmm. so she just gives off like I won't be fucked with energy in that character, and so I wouldn't say she more so felt like the hero, but not in a dun dun dun, -dun, you know, more like. Robin Hood type of way, like I'm gonna go, also fuck some shit up, but like mm, cause good trouble. Good yes, yeah, yes, 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 So that's what it. But at the same time, it was like she kind of felt like that big sister. That's like I heard y'all was talking about my little sister, or I heard y-, you know. So I didn't, I didn't see her as the villain as much. So, I, it's, but because of, I think her disposition, it didn't necessarily feel like the hero either.
0: Yeah, you know. And I was like. The more I watched it, I mean, there was a one moment when I had it on DVD and it just mm-hmm. kept replaying it over and yeah. over and over again just because it's a, it's an easy watch. It's a short movie. Yeah, yeah. Love me a movie under two hours. 130? <laughs> <laughs> one, yeah, yeah. One, An 80-minute movie? You know. Sign me up.
1: <laughs> You'll try to say it's a short
0: film. Yeah, um, but it, it's just like seeing this now. I'm just like, oh, wow. I'm like, maybe let's bring it ahead of its time it it was like it's i think they wanted to do more but either they couldn't or they just didn't have like the right people to kind of execute the vision yeah because um we're gonna yeah well i'm gonna just get to this right now it's just so interesting because in 2022 of on january or february gabrielle posted something on tiktok Mm -hmm. about bring it on about how the Clovers were testing well with audiences. Like mm-hmm. they wanted more. But this is before mm-hmm. it came out.
1: Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah. This. Yeah.
0: And then and then they they told the execs, so what they did was shoot additional material just for the trailer. Mm-hmm. So to make it look like mm-hmm. they were, we're more. more. Yeah. I love how Gabrielle was just like, Oh, you know what? It's been a while. Let me just spill this. Yeah, and yeah. it was just like, I would have personally like the movie to be about the clovers if i'm being honest with you yeah Yeah. probably would
1: have been um i don't know a little bit of a different take and more entertaining um however uh yeah i mean you know in terms of what it was at that time i think it was just like that's what it had to be yeah um
0: because we didn't know i think what the thing was is that we didn't know that we could have more than what was on that screen. Yeah, I mean,
1: up until what? Black Panther?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Up until Black Panther. trying to prove that. Yeah, that whole movement of Black Panther, Crazy Rich Asians. Mm -hmm. and I mean, like, our Latino brothers and sisters and siblings, I pray for them because they need something because this is the way Hollywood is treating them. Indigenous people, too. It's just Mm -hmm. that it's an interesting thing in how, like, what we are allowed to do in this space and what we're not allowed to do compared to white, cis, heterosexual men, able-bodied mm-hmm. men. And, I mean, that's kind of what I fight for. And I try to just be a good person. Yeah. <laughs> be kind to me, especially in this industry. No, yeah.
1: absolutely. Um, I guess it also stands to, like, uh, needing uh, more writers uh, who mm-hmm. fit within those demographics because it's just, uh, it makes... I don't know, as a writer, I write, you know, myself sometimes, and it just feels more comfortable to write about, you know, your personal spaces and mm-hmm. stuff like that, so you know, we need more queer writers who get opportunities, more um, writers of color who get opportunities and stuff like that, and I think, what did I see? You know what? Reservation Dogs was a really great one. Um, I
0: like love indigenous that. People. Yeah. I love
1: that show, um, and it's like, stuff like that, like, give it a chance, you know, give it an opportunity, there is a, and, I, and not thinking that only that demographic is going to be interested in what is being presented because I mean, my whole life I've been watching white people on TV. It worked. <laughs> no, yeah. So you know, it's like, why can't it be the the opposite? You know, yeah, different, different versions. So
0: I think that's kind of where I'm also like we're seeing now. It's like, oh, okay, just because you know, you know, someone's queer and black. They could do more than that. Yeah, they yeah, could yeah. be in a Marvel movie. Come on, JoJo, in yes. a Marvel movie.
1: <laughs> speak it. Yes, Come on, Ironheart. we trying to get that one. Well, that's taken. But, oh, yeah. Well, uh, season
0: two. <laughs> season two, hopefully, if they have a season two. You know,
1: we're going to get there. But, the um, world is growing it, you know. It is. Yeah, yeah. It
0: is. No, um, it's just like, you know, we could, like, I remember when, you know, I could speak about this. I kind of don't care. When I was at Deadline, all I would be assigned were queer and Asian mm-hmm, things. And mm-hmm. I also was like... At one point, I was just like, no, I could cover white people shit. You know, yeah, yeah. I've been doing it for years. Yeah. It And also, I've been covering, like, also as an Asian. I didn't see a lot of Asians, obviously. So what am I going to naturally gravitate towards but to the black community? Mm-hmm. Just because they had more content that I m- naturally connected to. Mm-hmm. Even, like growing up is like Martin in Living Color, yeah, Living Single. Because <laughs> we didn't like, all we had was that one season of Margaret Cho's show, All American Girl in 1993 that oh. no one knows about. American Girl. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. And B.D. Wong was in it. And oh, wow. Amy Hill was in it. It was like this landmark um a a sitcom in 1993 one season and it was out if you if you watch margaret shows like first stand-up special she shows her whole whole journey about how they bought an asian consultant to make Uh that show more asian but then it got canceled oh wow years later the the next sitcom was fresh off the boat boat, which which is hilarious and it's hilarious but like 20 some odd years later yeah yeah yeah, it's crazy it's, but now there's a lot of content
1: it's a, there's there's a lot of content out there almost too much i, can't catch <laughs> <up>. <laughs> I can never catch up to all the content that's out there yeah. but um yeah i mean i think that we're moving into spaces where um we can see the value but also let's keep it real hollywood is a it's about the bottom line it's about the mm. dollar you know and it's like you know proving that you can produce something and then the audience is going to come and support it financially
0: yeah, that's what the first question is. Who's going to see this? Who's going to watch
1: mm. it and why do they want to watch mm. it? And dah, 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 dah. But it's like, I even have to sometimes uh, break down my uh, constructs around who may be interested in certain content. Mm-hmm. Because um, I was in Dick's Sporting Goods the other day and uh, <laughs> I had a lot of stuff over my arm. <laughs> so maybe it looked a little suspicious, but I like the lady kept looking at me and I was just like, is she watching me? Like, she think I'm stealing? Like, what's going on? But... I was about to check out and finally she walked over to me and she was like, "What do I know you from? Oh. And I was like, <laughs> And I was like, I don't know. It was this white lady. And I was like, you know, uh fresh. And she was like, no. I was like, she watch twenty. Something from twin something from something from Tiffany. She was like, no. I was like, 20's? She was like, that's where I know you from. That Come girl, on. she said girl I thought you was my neighbor but <laughs> then I said that ain't my neighbor That's I know her from somewhere else I was at like, Dick's Sporting Goods I want to know what your neighbor look like because who do you think I look like
0: <laughs> at Dick's Sporting Goods, at Dick's
1: Sporting Goods this white lady that worked there w- had watched 20s, and I was like, but my mind went straight to Fresh, something mm-hmm. Tiffany's. Cause That's I'm not so
0: interesting yeah. because that 20s is very, almost a niche genre, but it shouldn't be, you know, yeah, let's yeah. face it. But it is going to, queer people of color, mm-hmm. specifically black people, are going to gravitate towards that. That's why it's trippy that she was all
1: 20s. Yeah. Like, Come on, 20s. I was so tripped out that she said that she. See, it works. 20s. It and works, that's the thing, like, yeah. I think if people like a show, they like a show, like it ain't even gotta, and i I look forward to the day we get to a space where I mean, I know it's extremely important to talk yeah. about mm-hmm. queerness and sexuality, but I do look forward to the day where queerness is as normal as heterosexuality, and it's not something that has to be announced or highlighted, just well, yeah. letting people be themselves mm-hmm. um and I think a bigger part of that is um. Like you said, people uniquely becoming themselves because I I low key feel like the people that have an issue with queerness low key maybe no that's the thing right and yeah the point in my life when I had an issue with queerness in high school when I was I was in love with this girl mm. it was like a it was like a, a moment of um, it was a lot of lesbians in my high school mm. and it kind of seemed like a fad and I remember getting so irritated about it mm. like. Cause Loki, I'm like y'all bitches playing, and I'm over here like. <laughs> you're
0: actually okay, living the life.
1: <laughs> I wish. I Oh, yeah, you're trying to I, live the life. I, yeah. In my mind, I w- I wanted that, but I was scared. You know, mm. I was terrified. I like, not to put my my mom is a completely different person now, but yeah. at that time, I told her it was one gay girl on my basketball team, and she almost made me quit. And so yeah, I no, knew I couldn't tell her I like girls, you know, so because that would have been over with. So I was like, but mom. I still go to school with
0: her. (laughs) So, what the fuck do it, matter? Well, you're gonna kick me, pull me out of school? Yeah, like, (laughs) so what? Uh, No, it's interesting, because it's like, I think, I've been thinking, you know, going through this like midlife crisis thing of mine, like thinking about home and as queer kids, especially, you know, being in elementary school of a, or like in high school, especially middle school, high school Mm -hmm. of a certain generation of us. And I'm thinking we're probably around the same generation. It's just like, I never really felt 100% safe at school and i was always on guard but then even when i went home i had a loving home mm-hmm. don't get me wrong yeah. i love my parents they love me but i wasn't able to be yourself to myself yeah, even yeah. like when no one was home i would do like dances yeah. you know like be the little boy that i wanted to be or i play with my sister's barbies when she wouldn't yeah. be in and Aww. it's like and that kind of like what well, there's like this quote from hope floats i think uh, uh, where Sandra Bullock's character says your childhood is what you're spending the rest of your life getting over. Mm. And I was just like, yep. And it's so weird. It's like, I'm at peace with my relationship with my family. And, but also I, I hope they don't listen to this, ah. <laughs> but it's like, I keep them at an arm's length away because I'm all, I'm at peace. I know you love me mm-hmm. and I know you support me, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know if, you, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah.
1: I know it makes complete sense. And, um, I think in terms of it, – it takes that decision. Mm-hmm. Like um, like I said, I, I grew up with my great-grandparents, and they passed away when I – my grandma passed when I was in high school. Mm. And so I think at an early age, I realized, like, you can't live for anybody else because what mm. happens when they're gone? Then you're left to try to figure out where do I go from here because I was doing shit for you. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it's like I, at a young age, realized – because my mom – got married twice because of my grandparents you know they were like you can't be living together and not be
0: married Um, and then
1: they passed away and she's like wait
0: what do i do now i'm unhappy yeah
1: i don't want to be married and she got divorced and i was like that's and so i learned that at a young age to just choose me and so i knew i had to call and tell my mom like i mean i hope you cool with this or get it from get around to me because yeah because i can't keep I can't keep torturing myself. Yeah,
0: you know? and it's like, like we're here on Oscar weekend and, like, um, everything everywhere. I don't know if you've seen Everything Everywhere all at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and then this scene it. in the parking lot with Michelle Yeoh and Stephanie Shu, and how, like, Stephanie Shu has to always come out to her mom. Mm-hmm. And you had that same experience. Mm-hmm. I have a similar experience. They recognize it, but they don't recognize mm-hmm. it. And... It's hard, but it's kind of like you just live with it like COVID. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: You, know, you know what's so crazy? The men in my life said that they weren't surprised. when I t- Like my brother, when I told him, he was like, I mean...
0: He was like... What else? Well, he was like,
1: <laughs> I mean, you ain't never tripped over no dude before. and He was like, I know girls like Girls usually have a moment where they like go crazy. Yeah,
0: go it. guy crazy, yeah. And
1: I had that with a girl. <laughs> you know, but <laughs> But I, you
0: couldn't I, be open it about like, it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh my it was yeah. the worst. I yeah. told one friend and it was the worst. You ever had to I mean it was like the most intense emotions I've ever felt in my life Mm-mm. and I could not say it
0: or no. tell anybody or I will say the first time I came out, the person I came out to, she is in New York, but she used to live in we grew up together. I, I kind of, oh my God, this kind of brings us back to bring it on. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember in the car where the guy was all, they were discussing their sexuality. Mm-hmm. And then one guy was like, oh, I am straight, but he is. And the other guy was all controversial. Yeah. So when that, and then when I started coming out, I started using that line. I said, I am controversial. But when I told my friend that and she was all, I want to hear you say it. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. all, oh, mm-hmm. we're getting serious. And I was all, I'm gay. Yeah. And I was all, it's weird right yeah yeah, yeah yeah it's almost it still feels weird no yeah, yeah. No.
1: It, it it takes like because it seems so final you know like because it's, it's weird like i think society which i get it mm-hmm. you know it's like what am i dealing with you know tell me which box you fit in you know so but i for me um yeah it was like i low-key knew i couldn't tell my mom i was bisexual because then she would be like oh you just you'll be back
0: Yeah, yeah, no. Like the the. the, Let's not even get started on bisexuality and like the conversation behind that. And
1: I was like, I can't, I can't can't say that. Um, even though maybe at the time I did qualify for that. (laughs) come on, qualify. I mean, at the time, but then when I told my mom, I was like, officially, like, okay, I'm stepping into
0: Mm -hmm. this uh, truth in my life, so. I mean, the battle continues, but we're better each and every single day, right? You know, <laughs> we try. We try. Yeah. All you can do is try. Yeah. So, like, let me just read some facts about Bring It On. So, Bring It On, uh, at the box office, the domestic opening was $17.3 million, which is actually good back in that day. That was the opening. Domestic gross ended up being $68.4 million. Worldwide gross was 90.4 million. Wow. Which is kind of amazing for a comedy about cheerleading. Yeah. The budget was like 11 million, I think. Oh, wow. It made a lot of money. It made a lot of money. I think it was 11 million. Um, Rotten Tomato scores. I'm surprised by this. It's at 64%. Oh, they haters. With 123 reviews. Oh, that's
1: not even a lot. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, also, (laughs) yeah, I don't think back then, you know, it's. It's not a big sample size. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 2004. Was Bring It On again? Mm. Two thousand six was Bring It On. This is all like straight to DVD movies. Uh, sh- or today it would be streaming.
1: streaming
0: right. <laughs> bring right. It On, All or Nothing. Two thousand seven. I didn't know there were this many. Bring It On, In It to Win It. Two thousand nine. Bring It wait. On. Are we on the fifth one? No, we're on the fourth one oh now. Two thousand nine. Bring It On, Fight to the Finish. No. Two thousand seventeen. That they waited 8 years. Wow. Uh, bring it on worldwide cheer smack.
1: See. Now <laughs> now it's getting real low budget. Here's yeah.
0: t- No, this is this is the low It's 2022. Oh. Bring it on cheer or die.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> it is not that serious. It's never that serious.
0: Um Roger Ebert initially gave it a negative review when it first came out. Uh-huh. But he would later call it the Citizen Kane of cheerleader movies in a review for Fired Up in 2009. So he kind of backtracked and said, Oh, Somebody I want to that
1: shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> also, this is interesting too. There was a Bring It On musical. I don't know if you knew this. Oh gosh, no. And I remember I was living in San Francisco when they were previewing it. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, how they go to towns to preview a Broadway show. Mm-hmm. So I was in living. I saw the first, I was like, oh, I love this. Went on to Broadway closed in 2012 but is still doing select tours oh wow um tom Kitt and lin-manuel miranda wrote the music oh and you could totally tell it's lin-miranda because i know one song it's called it's happening Mm -hmm. it's like the end of act one and it's just a big moment where all the cheerleaders get together and whatever but also what is very interesting is that they included a trans character in the musical (laughs) their name was la cienega
1: Not La Cienega (laughs) (laughs) Boulevard Oh, my gosh.
0: (laughs) But it was a trans character. I think... I don't know how the person... The first person who was in the original production identified. Mm. Uh, I think his name was George Haney. But in 2021, the UK tour, Jal Joshua was the first trans actor to play the trans character on the stage. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that was good. But they had to wait a while. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But... I actually liked Bring On The Musical, and it, I think it got nominated for two Tonys for, like, choreography and something. Wow. Um, I loved it. Yeah.
1: I could see Bring On The Musical being great just be if it's based off of the original.
0: They combined, like, the first two, two movies? movies or something like that. Like, mm. there was Inner City. Okay. And then The Girl left the white school to go to the inner city, but you could tell that they folded in some of the original, like bring it on stuff. Okay. Uh, but it just ends up. Yeah. It's, it's kind of the same colonialism kind of thing. Um, But with Lin Manuel, like Lin Manuel Miranda's, it's way before Hamilton. Mm. But you could tell his cadence of his rapping, and like the there's a lot of male characters in there who are like rapping like Dovey digs fast. It's kind of dope. So look it up. If uh, if 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 it's on YouTube or something. Yeah, you could watch the the one I will recommend is like the Tony Awards where they performed. It's all happening live, okay. and it's a fun time. I'm obsessed with that.
1: Wow. Learn something new every day. There I you go. I did not know that there was a bringing on musical.
0: Yeah. It kind of came and went, and I think a lot of people didn't like it. I enjoyed it. I'm a musical queen, so great. I won't that's great.
1: lie. I'm not. It, I, I, <laughs> ooh, I, will, I struggle. It's no, like, I get it. But I did love The Lion King and The Wiz, so it just has to be amazing.
0: <laughs> the Wiz, not the Wiz. No, the Wiz. I was just listening to home today. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I listened to that one, the Diana Ross version, and then the the original one. There's an original one that I listen to a lot, just to kind of yeah
1: uh, decompress,
0: you decompress. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. So. Corbora, Bora, I mean, I think this is going to go out before, you know, after, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Cora premieres tonight. Are you ready? Or no, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow yes. night. Yes,
1: yes. You got me scared. I know, I me like, too. Whoa. Sorry,
0: sir, tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow night, the 12th. If, uh, But uh, are you excited?
1: I am so excited. Yeah. I love when I, because um, it's it's low-key, like, I, I, I wanted this my whole life is to be an actress. Now I'm in it, and I'm like, I'm so happy I didn't get it as a kid or a young adult, because it would have messed up my perception of, my imagination of movies, you know what I'm saying? Cause now I watch stuff and I'd be like, I wonder what the cameraman was doing. I wonder (laughs) how many takes that took. (laughs) I wonder like, you know, and Mm -hmm. so I love when I'm in something and I, 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 of course I read the entire script. However, in my mind, I'm like, all I have is my scenes Mm -hmm. and then I don't know what she chose or what she went with. And so it's like amazing to be able to just watch it as a consumer rather than some, like, I don't even think about it. Like, oh, I'm in this movie. It's more like, I'm about to go watch a movie, a new movie that's dope. And like, yeah. it's the best to consume it as like a true like, you know, I don't know, like just. There's just a viewer. Yeah, just a viewer, yeah. you know, instead of. Um, you get to see everything. the fruits
0: of your labor. I guess that's kind of like, oh, it's like, you know what the movie is, but it's like, it's kind of this excitement. It's like, oh, how is it going to end up? Almost, maybe even, are you anxious? <laughs> Little mm, really.
1: Are you an anxious kind of person? I'm sure Hannah did a great job. I can be, you know, mm. my anxiety kicks in on like if I gotta catch a flight. Like yesterday, <laughs> anxiety all day. Wait, are
0: you scared of flying or just the process of the like, pro-
1: getting there? Like I hate
0: it, like getting the Uber, going yes, through fucking packing. Yeah, pat. I had to do yeah, I I and then like sitting there for. Yes. Do you do that thing where you walk to your gate and you're and like, you oh, look okay. At get- it. <laughs> And you're there it is. Like, and then you go get some food somewhere yes, or go yes. to the lounge or whatever.
1: I absolutely do. I Um, I ran into two of my friends yesterday. They're actors as well. Mm-hmm. And we sat there chatting. And I was like, all right, y'all. I got to go look at my gate real quick. Because <laughs> you just got to make sure the number's there. You know? Yeah. Just to make sure you know where it's at. Because... <sighs> It's nothing more. It's like it's not like missing a bus. A bus maybe you could catch up with.
0: No, but once you miss your <laughs> flight, you miss just your flight. It, like thank God I haven't knocked yeah. on wood. Never missed the flight. Right, knock on wood. Yeah, knock oh, on I wood. Yeah, just knock. Yeah,
1: I just, uh, <laughs> it's, it's done. It's been done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, so Korobora <laughs> premieres tomorrow. Also playing on March fourteenth um, at the Zachary Theater. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, JoJo, thank you so much thank for ch- so much, ch- and what, this <laughs> wonderful audience. I know this audience. <laughs> Okay. No,
1: I've fir- been phenomenal.
0: Jojo, congratulations on your career, thank Cora you, Boro, and everything you do after. Thank yeah, you so thank much. You. And thank you all for coming out. Thank you all for coming. <laughs>
1: <Woo>! <laughs> the Problematic Fave podcast is presented by Diaspora and is created, hosted, and produced by Dino Ray Ramos. The series is also produced by Sanjay Sharma of Marginal Media Works and edited by Brian Aguilar. Special thanks to Cam. Subscribe to Problematic Fave on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to rate us diaspora is a media platform that amplifies intentionally exploited communities through its work follow diaspora at real diaspora on instagram and twitter or visit diasporatimes.com follow marginal at m r g n l media on instagram you can send us all your problematic faves on social or email us at this at gmail.com